0: Saint Athanasius, a deacon at the time, would be used of God to give the church the great theology and understanding and revelation of the Incarnation, how Christ was entirely human, and yet at the same time entirely maintained His divinity. And One of the things that Saint Athanasius taught in this writing was that our Lord Jesus Christ took on our humanity literally at every stage of the human existence, from conception all the way through his life, even to death, in order that we might have a way forged for us at every stage of life, from conception and all the way to our death, to have the opportunity to experience the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. St. Athanasius also went on to teach that even the particular works of Jesus Christ The way that he lived in his life. And during his ministry, the very things that he did paved a way for us to walk the same way by the grace of God. And experience the spoils of victory and salvation that were wrought for us at every stage of his life. Why do I tell you this? Because today, we're going to look at something that fits right into what the church has always taught about this. For Christ certainly during Lent... For us in Lent went before us forging a 40-day path so that we could obtain immense blessings and victory and strength and empowerment over our own flesh and the enemy. The church every year is led by the Holy Spirit into the 40-day season of Great and Holy Lent. We are led by the Holy Spirit to fast and to increase our prayer. And to increase and be about almsgiving. And this 40 day period is absolutely modeled. After our Lord Jesus Christ being led in by the Holy Spirit. Right after his baptism into the wilderness for 40 days. To fast and pray. And then later be tempted by Satan. Which is why on the first Sunday of Lent. Right here at the beginning we have just begun our fasting. In the wisdom of Christ, we have the Holy Gospel from St. Matthew in chapter 4 telling us of this event. Telling us of this story. And so Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit into that wilderness. Ultimately, He is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan and overcome every type of temptation we will ever face. And overthrow our enemy By overcoming those temptations but before the tempter came what did the holy spirit lead our lord jesus christ to do to fast to commune with his father in heaven in fasting and prayer for 40 days before satan would ever show up you see he was led by the holy spirit to fast these 40 days and overcome satan so that we through this same 40 year 40 not 40 year ago <laughs> no father don't go there <laughs> this 40 day journey with our lord Jesus Christ we are led year after year into the remembrance experience where Christ is with us as we fast and increase our prayer So that we too may overthrow our own flesh, the cravings within, and overthrow Satan. Something through Christ was being done when Jesus did this during these 40 days. So that we could be joined both to the practice that Jesus did with the Holy Spirit in his presence with us. We would be joined to that practice so that we might be joined to the victory afterwards. This is what our fasting these 40 days is all about. And so we're told that Jesus fasted not like we fast. He fasted completely from food for 40 days. Which means at the end of those 40 days, our Lord and his humanity would have been quite frail and weak. Very hungry, very hungry, and very weak. And note that we're told Satan did not come and tempt him during the prayer and fasting. It was after the 40 days, when Satan perceived our Lord Jesus Christ to be at the weakest point, did he come with all of his temptations. And what would happen next is one of the most wondrous and beautiful pictures, my friends, of the deceiver himself being deceived. Because he looked upon Christ in his humanity, and he saw the weakness and the cravings of his flesh And so he pounced upon Jesus with every temptation he could throw at him, not recognizing that by the fasting and the prayer and the communion with his heavenly father, he had become so strong and precisely to overcome him and to undo him on our behalf. And the temptations, the church teaches us, the temptations that our Lord had thrown at him by the deceiver were basically three, but they were three umbrella types of temptations. In other words, every temptation you and I will ever have thrown at us would fall into one of these categories. For as Hebrews says in chapter 4, St. Paul writes, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points, all points, tempted, As we are and yet without sin. One by one, Satan would hurl his deceptive temptations upon what he perceived as the weakness of Christ. And what would happen? One by one, our Lord Jesus Christ would cast them down. And in the end of that very event, in the end of that struggle that he had with Satan, he would command with great authority, Away with you, Satan. And Satan would have to obey and depart and flee him. With this in mind, let's now answer the question. Why did Christ call us year after year to fast and pray and fellowship with our God for 40 days just as he did? You see, in Lent for 40 days, we don't do the same type of fast as our Lord did, but we fast and we abstain. We don't do without food altogether. We abstain from certain types of food, meat and the juices thereof. And we also fast by limiting the portions that we eat. We eat nothing before noon, then a small meal, and then a full meal. We limit the intake that we're normally used to having. And what happens when we do this within ourselves? We have an increased feeling of hunger. We may have an increased feeling of a craving for the certain things that we're used to in our lives. And so something within us starts to crave what we have given up. But the reality is, none of what we've given up is anything that we truly need. But we have these cravings. You see, when Jesus Christ, our Lord, was at the weakest in his flesh, think of the very first temptation that we heard read in the gospel. The very first temptation that Satan would throw in our Lord Jesus Christ. He would go right to the core of the craving of his very being. He hadn't eaten for 40 days. He was starving. And what does Satan tempt him with? Jesus, you're hungry. Turn these stones to bread and feed yourself. Stop this fasting. You need to eat or you're going to die. Take care of it and go after what you know you're craving. Eat the food. Create and eat. And what is Jesus' response? Satan, man doesn't live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. St. John Chrysostom, he taught on this very temptation. And I'll summarize it for you because it's rather lengthy. But basically what St. John Chrysostom taught and teaches us today is, where does Satan strike our Lord first? At the necessities of the belly, at the very strongest cravings of the flesh of our Lord in that moment. And then he goes on to say, is this not where Satan always strikes at us? At the very cravings and the strongest of our fallen nature, when we are the most weak, he knows the cravings of our flesh. Does he not entice us to follow them and partake of all those things that are so very damaging to our very being and our very soul? And how often, my friends, you and I know this, how often we follow the craving. The cravings within us to the damage of our soul, to the bondage of our spirit, and to the burden of our consciences. But our Lord fasted and he fellowshiped with his Father so that this would not have to be so in our life if we would walk the same path. St. Nikolai Vilimirovic, a Serbian bishop, listen to what he says about fasting and the gift that it is to the Christian. St. Nikolai taught, by Jesus' own example, the Lord showed us how great a weapon fasting is. With this weapon, Jesus vanquished Satan in the wilderness, and with it was victorious over the three chief satanic passions with which Satan tempted him. Love of ease, love of praise, and love material and money and gain. These are the three destructive greeds, the three greatest traps into which the evil enemy of the human race lures Christ's soldiers. Fasting is a divine gift from God to the people of God. It is both a weapon against our enemy And it is also an antidote to the illness within our soul that's being constantly pricked by these temptations. When we experience, my friends, in these 40 days, when we experience a bit of hunger, a bit of discomfort from our fast, we, what do we do? We deny ourselves what we are craving, the things we don't need, and we turn to the one who is the bread of life. In prayer. As we continue to fast. And when we fast along with that divine fellowship that we have with our Lord Jesus Christ. The mighty grace, the divine power of God is given to each and every one of us. To deny ourselves what our flesh is craving. A bit of food. A bit of meat. More food. To deny ourselves what the flesh is desiring. And to hold on to him. You see, what is this producing in us by the grace of God and only by the grace of God? It's gifting us with Christ's very strength to deny the cravings of the flesh that he had to deny himself. And he gifts us with the same power to do so in our lives. Every time we are craving something of the flesh that would lead us, Into that bondage we talked about. Out of the order of God. And the peace leaves us. We now have the strength and the grace. To cast our own flesh down. In self-control that blessed through to the Holy Spirit. And to speak in the same authority. To Satan who is tweaking that flesh all the time. Away with you. Get thee behind me. And he must flee the authority of Christ. In the Christian To be able to do what St. James talks about in his blessed epistle. Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and what? He will flee from you. He will flee from you. Fasting is so much more than just a rubric we're told to do for 40 days. It is a means that Christ himself has prescribed. The one who knows how to heal the soul. To strengthen the innermost being of the Christian. Our Lord has prescribed a fast. As a means for victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. And contentment to the soul. Victory over our own selves as well. As our enemy. We need to talk about one more thing regarding fasting. We need to talk about the fast. That pleases God. And opens up the floodgates of every blessing of his kingdom. That he so longs to pour upon those who will journey with him in the fast. As we fast and pray and care for others and love others. And this word comes to us actually from our Wednesday morning. This last Wednesday morning scripture reading from the great prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah in chapter 58. You see the people were fasting. But for some reason, the benefits of God were not coming in the fast as they were used to. And so our Lord speaks through the prophet Isaiah as to why this is and what they must do. He says this. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, the day of your fast, you find pleasure. And exploit your labors. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate, and to strike with the fist of wickedness. What is God saying through Isaiah? The people are doing the fast as they were given orders to do by God. They were doing the fast, but their hearts were nowhere near God. Their heart was not drawing near to God. And their heart was drawing far from one another in the way that they treated one another while they were doing this fast. And they were surprised that the blessings of God were being dumped upon their lives. Fasting is not some magical thing where we put a coin in a slot and God must act. Fasting is a spiritual discipline that if a person will move towards God. In fasting, he will open up the floodgates of blessing to them. St. Theodore of Syria, in the 400s, he said, They think that abstaining from food is the height of virtue. And they accuse me of not automatically deeming them worthy of my providence. The text shows clearly here, he says, that they have no desire to draw near to God but want him to come near to them through his protection and care, even while choosing a life unworthy of him and belittling to their human, true human self. The fast, they're seeking to gain everything and give nothing, and they're not moving towards our Lord. But now hear the prophet Isaiah proclaim the benefits of the fast and how they must turn their hearts. The prophet says these words, from God, is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness and to break every yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to relieve my people of their heavy burdens. Do you see what God's intention of the fast is? To loose those who are bound up in themselves and their brokenness, to free them and to let healing come. This is why we fast. This is why we fast today, as well as God's people then. And now that great prophet shares with us the heart that must accompany the fast. God says through the prophet, Is it not to fast? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then, in other words, if you fast and move towards one another, care for one another, love the least of these. Then, he says, your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall break, spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord shall answer. You shall cry and he will say, I am here. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a water garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. This is the fast. This is the fast that looses the bonds of wickedness, breaks every yoke within us, and sets us free in this. Never think again when you hear these words from Isaiah and looking at what our Lord did. Never think of fasting as some spiritual busy work. It is so much grander of a gift ...from God to the people of God. Because God wants you to fast, meet Him in the fasting, and see the healing work that He will do in your lives. So when we fast, and we increase our prayer, and we increase our almsgiving and our love for others... ...let it always be accompanied with setting yourselves for the good works in our Lord Jesus Christ for which you were created. And then when you fast, and you (coughs) seek Him, and you be Him to others... Then, my friends, your healing shall come speedily. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.